to another Pip Talk podcast. Today, we're accompanied by the one and only Cavell, which is me. I'm your co-host, Jacob. What's good? <laughs> and we have a special guest today on our podcast show. Um, he goes by the name of Mr. Many Pips, a.k.a. Foreign Exchange. Um, <laughs> all been Mr. Daniel, sir. How are you? How are you doing, man? Not too bad. Thank you. Good to hear. Um, so just to tell you guys what you're in for today, I'm sure you guys are well aware that the markets have been very, very, very volatile, but more importantly, um, that this, this pandemic is growing um, larger and, of course, causing now a lot of concern across the, the world. Um, so a few topics that we will be going over today will be, of course, the coronavirus. Um, we'll be covering some on the pound, the euro, along with the dollar. Um, we'll be touching upon the economy recessions that are to come, uh, interest rates that we've seen of late, um, stock markets, of course, as they're under a lot of pressure at the moment, and most importantly, the unemployment rate at the moment. Um, apart from that, we'll probably go into a bit of oil to tell you guys what's happening with oil, um, combined with some gold information. And, you know, if you guys have been listening to our podcast, we've been big fans of keeping you guys informed with fiscal stimulus, so we'll be touching upon that. Um, and also going into detail um, with how businesses are being affected um, in today's current environment, which is why we do have Aubin on the line, as he is one of the leading uh, foreign exchange business owners in central London. So to start off, we'll start with the uh, corona. Tell me, Jacob, how are you feeling over there? You, you, you got a temperature? <laughs> no, I'm holding out, you know. I'm all right, man. <laughs> We self-isolating and whatnot, so you know, I'm I'm an introvert type person anyway, so it's, it's nothing new to me, man. I'm kind of enjoying it. I feel like everyone needs to calm down anyway, so um, yeah, yeah. But like, just leading up from the news and what's actually been happening, um, yeah, madness to be honest with you. Like, I didn't expect it to be to get this out of hand. I thought like the you know the world government would have had a bit more of a a plan in place, but maybe this this is what they were sort of pushing for in terms of like chaotic uh, event, yeah. events amongst people, you know. So I don't know, man. Part of it feels feels a bit staged. I can't lie; it does feel a bit staged. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you guys have been listening to our podcast for you know since the start, you, you'd hear Jacob has been saying the exact same thing he's saying now, which is um, he feels it's been staged, and you would have you would have heard uh, my opinions completely different to his. But you know that's why we have a podcast. That's why we have you know people um, on the call to to express their opinions. And at the end of, at the end of the day, guys, none of us created what's going on, so none of us really know. Um, but, you know, the most important thing is to make sure that we are protecting ourselves, equipping ourselves to the best of our abilities and um, not just stocking up on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's been pretty interesting in regards to, um, you know, what we had some comments from the Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak yesterday, if I'm pronouncing his name right, I believe that's how, that's how you pronounce it. Um, and he's come out with, you know, uh, fiscal stimulus um, policy that they're going to be initiating in regards to, you know, giving some support to uh, businesses that have been hit by the issue so far, man. So that's good to see that, um, you know, they are acting in regards to, you know, injecting government-backed loans and funds, so to speak, in order to just help out with the pandemic right now. Um, but we'll see how long it lasts. Like, you know, 
just just to touch on the pound, like the pound against the dollar right now is is through the floor, like literally. Like, what, what did we just see it on, Val? One point one five. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, fifteen and. You know, interestingly enough, this is you know the reason why we've we've got someone on uh, on the show today who actually has a lot of experience with dealing with the currency rates. Yeah. How is this affecting your business a bit? Massively. I mean, we've gone from maybe forty customers a day down to maybe five, five wow. or six. Wow. And that's down, and that's just down to footfall. Okay. Yeah. Area, you know, you've got a lot. We've got a huge footfall going on, going um, up and down the high road. And it's just yep. literally gone down dramatically. What's the estimated amount of footfall you'd say you get on a daily basis? Uh, 1.2 million. 1.2 million? Yeah. Wow, so business has been really good for you, I, I take it, up until now? Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been very good. Good to hear. I mean, and in regards to how, I mean, surely, you know, in regards to the building that you occupy, there must be other shops next to you who are also feeling the pinch. How are you guys combating what's going on? Is there any precautionary actions you guys are able to take or is it just literally taking every day as it comes? Well, with regards to the neighbours, they've, they've just reduced the amount of staff that they've taken in. I mean, historically, I mean, my next door neighbour is a restaurant. They usually have five or six staff per day they've gone out to two staff per day um and the one opposite opposite to me they've had to close mm -hmm. you know the, the the overheads are costing them more than what they're making yeah so um, yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't even make sense then doesn't really make sense man so in regards to like um small businesses like is it is it like you know, established businesses they're trying to help, or is it literally anyone in business that they're trying to help? Like, how's this going to work, really? That's what I want to know. Sorry, could you rephrase that? <laughs> no, as in, like, you know, with the with, <laughs> with the with the fiscal stimulus policies that they, that the chancellor has been speaking about, it's like, yeah, yeah, is yeah, is yeah. that going to be an aid no, for they're, all they're, businesses? They're, they're just helping. They're helping big business. Ah, uh, fortunately. Uh,
Okay, interesting. And I mean, just in regards to how this this has affected you guys, just like how it's affected us, I take it you you've you've reduced your staff, or you're not you're not working as much. What's what's your current situation? Yeah, so we've reduced staff. We've got we've got one staff member that's manning the shop floor at the moment. Okay. And we've also reduced the business hours as well. Okay. So usually okay. we'll be open from nine till seven. Mm-hmm. We're open now from ten till five. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, just touching upon the pound, you know, we, we can see that the pound, yes, has taken new lows of, of 1.15. Um, and, you know, just to reiterate to those who don't know, um, when we do see new all-time lows, these are always serious signs of a recession. So if we weren't to see the pound against the dollar come to a new all-time low, then it, it wouldn't be fair or accurate to say that we are in a recession. But it is fair to say the recession has been and is officially here now, as we have seen a new all-time low um, today. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the euro, um, interestingly enough, and I've touched upon this in our prior um uh, podcast when we look at the economy of the euro at the moment we see that the main company that's pushing them forward is of course germany um, and in light of the corona what's going around we're actually seeing that germany are actually the last country to to stand down in terms of stopping their working production and stopping the orderly flow to actually lock themselves down because it goes about saying if you lock your country down the money stops um, so interestingly enough, the euro is really making new all-time highs. I mean, the euro against the Aussie, the euro against the, the Kiwi. Um, you know, we've really seen it push now to not so much all-time highs, but we've seen it push to. <coughs> excuse me. We've really seen this push to uh, yearly highs. So, for, for instance, where the price is at the moment with the euro Kiwi, it hasn't been this high since 2011. So it's almost a 10-year high. This, at the moment, is, you know, somewhat of an um, unpredictable, somewhat of an unpredictable um, moment, just for the simple fact that, you know, everywhere, every, every country is being locked down at the moment. You know, Italy was the first to go into lockdown. Um, my, my second home, Madrid, they're now in a lockdown. I could imagine um, the whole of Spain will be doing the same. Um, so we're not really seeing anything positive out of the euro. So it's quite astonishing to still seeing still seeing the euro flourish, even though the pound is tanking. Yeah, um, I guess so. But like we have seen uh, European stocks, they've been taking a major hit um, in regards to. I think they're the lowest now since 2013. So stocks is is not doing is not doing great, and that's that's also a you know a leading indicator as much as the the euro seems to be holding value right now. Um, it is losing traction against the dollar right now as well. Um, yeah. With um, you know, we saw highs of nearly pushing to one fifteen last week, and now we're back at one oh eight. So it's just like there's definitely uncertainty regarding the euro as well. Um, that that yeah. I wouldn't just rule out in regards to um, what we're seeing on certain charts with the Kiwi and Aussie. Obviously, those currencies are taking the biggest hit. Uh, yeah. like that, like to date, right now, they're the Australian dollar against the US dollar is at like 0.58, and um, you know, really just no real rebound in regards to those currencies. So, um, I'm more listening to you know what leaders have got to say right now in regards to um, you know, quantitative easing and all of these things, like for me, I don't feel like the longevity is is really there for them to take real effect. Yes, it's going to 
it's going to uh, have an effect in regards to uh, maybe some damage control, damage limitation. But overall, you know, we are, like Cavell's been saying, we, we might actually see this recession sooner rather than later. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's very chaotic times for, you know, day-to-day -day life. Like, you know, we've seen the Euro... Euro 2020, the tournament in, in uh, the summer, has been postponed. So a lot of major events are being postponed. So it's, yeah, not not a great start to the year, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, what the virus has caused, it's caused um, a lack of cash flow in the economy. And that's what that's what keeps it vibrant. You know, um, what we've seen, we've seen a lack of cash flow, but we've also seen a spike in money remittance. So there's no cash flow, but there's a lot of money movement. Yeah. Which is which is, you know, the remittance side of things where people need to get, you know, funds from A to B different countries and also to um where they want to liquidate their companies also so they can have cash and take a lot of cash out of the sector. And that's what's causing a lot of these markets to move because there isn't any physical cash which is flowing around. It's all it's all remitted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Where do we go from here? And tell me, Jacob, just, you know, moving into the dollar, we've really seen the DXY. We've seen the Oof. dollar gain some serious strength over the last couple of days, yes. uh, over today, in fact. Um, and just to let you guys know, if you guys are watching this, um, if you're not watching this, the moment this has come out, uh, we're, we're currently, the time is um, 20 quarter past five, and we are... We're watching the charts as we speak, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of action with the dollar. Mm -hmm. um, Jacob... Tell us what you think. Yeah, crazy strength for the dollar, but part of me feels like how long can that really hold out for? Because, you know, we're speaking on world economy, like we was talking about, you know, <clears throat> America, this is a big problem for America, especially as, you know, they're, they're really in, they're, they like to, you know, do business with China as such, especially in the manufacturing sector and stuff like that. So with China being you know, in a bit of turmoil right now. This surely has to affect America at some stage too. So with the fiscal stimulus that has been brought out, I feel like this is just the, the temporary boost that America seems to be receiving. So I'm not overly, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm still anticipating a drop for the dollar, if I'm honest with you. So I'm not really looking into it too tough um, because, yeah, overall, like if the pound's doing bad, that's not good for America. If the euro is doing bad, none of it's good for America. So I do expect that some stage, you know, we do get that retracement, man. So um, I've got my eyes on gold. I believe gold should be a buy at some stage in the future because, you know, everyone's going to be taking as much money out of, out of their assets as they have. Um, and we've seen gold drop quite a bit from 17. What was it? Was that 1,700 and... Uh, yeah. Something. Just over yeah. 700. So to now see it back down to 14, you know, 1485, 1486, um, you know, people have got to be looking at that like, okay, it's not too, too crazy expensive. Let's, let's like reopen some, uh, some asset classes and gold is, is a great asset to have. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we can now at some stage go and test those prices again. So those highs. Where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, man. For real. The metals is the way, man. What about oil, though, man? What's going on with that? That's, yeah, so, that's crazy right now. Very. So, interestingly, man, with, with oil, guys, um, most of you may or 
may not be aware of. By the way, guys, um, they've closed off the market again for US 30. Um, but yeah, in regards to oil, it's quite interesting because just to give you guys a brief education. So when we look at the um, 2008, the recession, what actually happened was Shell, uh, the, the, petro, the oil company, they was able to actually flood the market and infiltrate the oil industry, which has now led to oil uh, to Shell being one of the most biggest oil companies in the world. Now, the reason why Shell were able to get to that level was because Shell was able to very simply offer lower prices, which meant that they was of course more appealing um, when it comes to when it comes to business being conducted. Now, the problem that the oil industry is facing, U.S. oil in particular, is um, U.S. are wanting to shut off the oil supplies. Okay, there's a uh, there's been a massive um, debate with OPEC wanting to reduce the oil supply, but on the other side, you've got Aramco who aren't wanting to do the same. Um, you know, the Russian the Russian governments are saying very simply they're not looking to decrease any amount of their supply. In fact, they're looking to increase the supply. Now, the only reason why they're doing this is because, as I just said, the the oil, which is what people trade, is the U.S. oil. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with it being the U.S. oil, their plans are to run the U.S. oil down to nothing, okay? And once the U.S. oil is, um, you know, around probably the $3 mark, they'll look to, you know, infiltrate the market with their own Russian companies. Because you have to remember, um, the U.S. doesn't actually own any oil. They don't own any oil, okay? I think the closest place to them for oil is, is Canada, okay? But they don't actually own any. They might have, you know, offshore... Um, fracking sites but they don't actually own any places that's a large reserve of oil russia is the complete opposite so in regards to the oil industry russia's a powerhouse russia's on the same levels as, as, as countries like iran um so because of that it's just led now to a massive somewhat of a um i wouldn't say free-for-all but it's leaving a massive divide in the oil industry the opec against the aramco even though opec have come out and said fine we will stick with, with what needs to be done they, they wasn't happy um and now of course today actually we've heard um that the the oil supply and guys by the way if you guys haven't already um followed our, our youtube channel make sure you do follow our youtube channel look capital and subscribe to the channel um but also in the discord which is you know what i really want to touch upon the discord channel is where i provide we provide a lot of fundamental updates now we provided an update in the channel today to let people know that russia was looking to rival shell as the major oil producer um interest rates um are below zero um, and they will continue to go below zero. Ooh, gold is on the move. And, you know, with that being said, the economy at the moment, we're seeing more production of oil actually being increased. To be precise, we're seeing an increase of 1.5 million barrels of oil. So that just shows you guys that with more oil looking to be produced, the more we can expect the U.S. oil to go down. It's, basic, it's the basic laws of economics, you know. We buy low and sell high. When we want to push the price up, we decrease the supply to increase the demand. And if the de if the demand is outweighing the supply, the value is going to go down. Excuse me, that was wrong. If the supply is outweighing the demand, <laughs> if the supply is outweighing the demand, Man, what are you talking about? 
in all seriousness, what I, what I, what I think about the reason why the oil was plummeting is because there's no market stabilizers. Usually, Russia and Saudi Arabia usually act as the stabilizers. But yeah. what they're doing, they're, they've literally gone against the grain and done the opposite as to what was needed to stabilize the oil market. Yeah. So, I and, so, and they're just hedging out America. That's all they're doing. It's just an attack on America. Mm. I mean, sure. they haven't increased the supply that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got it here in the uh, in our Discord channel. It says uh, the Saudi government has ordered Aramco this afternoon to increase its daily production and export capacity from 12 million to 12.3 million barrels per day. Now, mm-hmm. this is big, big US oil, guys. This was once at 140 dollars a barrel. Okay. Yeah. We're now looking at the likes of twenty dollars per barrel, and I, I, I mean, we've 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 got a target of fifteen dollars just to see what reacts around, to see how price reacts around that level. But you know, we're in changing times, and you know, with times changing, it, it, it does merit the um, the valid excuse to see new things come into play. So um, this brings us on to our next topic, which is the economies that we that we're ever so interested in. We, we are seeing and we're hearing now that, you know, Donald Trump has just recently come out and said, you know, we've got, um, we, we potentially may be going into a recession. Um, some countries are denying it. Um, what's, what's your what's your take on that, Alvin? I don't, think, I don't think we're going into a recession. I mean, there, there will be a small um, recession, but it's, it's not, I don't think it will be a global recession. Um, it's, personally, I had a chat with one of my mates and he said, um, the only time that we'll go into recession is when there's no public funds. And I believe there are a lot of public funds at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, once the resources start being dipped into more and declining to, to save you know, the big business, then you would see that the average person and the average business owner won't have access to those funds. And that's when we'll see the recession. But at the moment, I think it's as stable as it can be. And, and of course, it can get worse. But I think that the, uh, the lenders really do have to understand that it needs to be spread evenly between big business and small to medium business owners. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say that we are looking at a global recession because I know countries like China are recovering quite well, quite steadily. Um, But in terms of of a recession in the UK, a recession in the Euro, um, and a recession in the US, I, I do see those as highly likely. I mean, the pound is definitely going to face a recession just for the simple fact they stay there. So this really kind of intertwines with fiscal stimulus. For those who don't know, fiscal stimulus is when we see interest rates lowered and we see cash injections into the economy. So it's quite interesting because what a lot of these politicians are coming out saying is we're going to have another round of fiscal stimulus, which just means what I just said, lowering interest rates, giving you even less value for your money and pumping more money into into the economy. Now, that can also be misconceived for, um, for quantitative easing. Um, quantitative easing is just, of course, the printing of money, not really printing of money, sending to businesses, but printing of money. Me personally, I digress. I believe they're both the same thing. However, um, you know, with that being said, we're seeing interest rates um, globally. Okay, globally, we're seeing interest rates decline. Um, the G7, the G7 summit, which is um, the seven major central banks. They've all lowered interest rates apart from, I'd say, the Swiss. I believe the Swiss haven't budged. Well, no, the euro, the euro held theirs as well, didn't they? So um, last week, they kept theirs the same. Zero sure? Po- yeah, 0.5%. They did it. They didn't slash it. No, but they had they had the earlier call, remember, the prior week. 
was at zero point seven. The last podcast we done, we lowered it to zero point seven five. Nah, I think that was America, bro. Euro kept so there many, for sure. So many interest rate guys, so many. But um, no, we've got well, we've got um, another interest rate decision uh, six p.m. today um, yep. with uh, America, the Federal Reserve. So we'll see if they what they got to say about their interest rate. But we do have Swiss franc interest rate coming up, Bank of Japan. Um, it'll be good to see what, you know, them safe haven currencies, what they do in their uh, policies. Because yeah. we haven't really heard from uh, the Swiss in regards to this issue, to be honest. They've been sort of quiet. I haven't really seen anything in regards of struggle um, being yeah. printed. So it'd be, it'd be good to see what their take on, on the current climate is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and tell me, just in regards to the, I mean, you know, interest rates, it's, they are, I mean, the banks have touched upon potentially us seeing negative interest rates. What that does mean is um, they will charge you to hold your money within your account. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're not trading, uh, you've been contemplating it for some time, um, or you had a bad experience, I definitely would advise you to you know, get back on the horse, uh, find the right people to connect with, to learn, interact and trade, excuse the pun, not really. Hmm. Um, and you know, more importantly, just connect with the right environment so that you can get a foothold in creating a, another source of income, which will just rely upon you working, well, well it will rely upon your money working for, your, for yourself as opposed to you working for your money. Um, a lot of people are being sent home at the moment um, and, and that's another big topic. You know, this podcast is quite a juicy one just for the simple fact that there's so much going on. So if you're still listening right now, we're, we're halfway through. This is the five-course meal. We're about to get the main course right now. Um, you know, the unemployment rate. What's your thoughts on that, Jamie? Jamie, Jacob. Who's Jamie? <laughs> I was going to say the damn, I was going to say the exact same thing. But, um, yeah, unemployment, I mean... Uh, UK, they actually uh, posted uh, positive figures in regards to employment when, I think it was earlier this week, wasn't it Tuesday or Monday? Um, yeah. yeah, the three-month unemployment rate, they actually posted positive figures. Um, so I'm not overall uh, too, too worried about that. I don't think that's the issue right now, to be honest with you. I feel like there's bigger, bigger things at hand in regards to... Um, you know where where the main focus should be, and containing this 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 virus is 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 the leading topic. Like everyone seems to be, this is a day to day topic. Like every every two hours or every hour of the day, you hear it on the radio. Someone brings you a new story. I've got like five different voice notes today about what they what people are seeing happening and uh, what the word is. Like tanks being driven on motorways. Like where are they getting yeah. the, where are they getting like delivered to. So. I do think, you know, whilst everyone is in this corona bubble, there is a lot of things happening around us that people are not really tuning into. So um, I'm more worried about what's not being said then rather than what is being said, because that's the real that's the real thing at hand here. So, you know, I'm just keeping my eyes and ears to that, to be honest with you. So we'll see. We'll see. What do you what's your take on on the unemployment? Personally, um, I did actually see yesterday um, the U.S. The U.S. have the unemployment. They have a website where you can go on there to see the unemployment, and they've actually closed down the website. So that you know, alarm bells are clearly ringing. 
um, in America. So I'm not necessarily saying we're to follow suit, but with this whole coronavirus, um, a gentleman I spoke to did tell me one time, he said, just because what's happened in Italy hasn't happened in the UK doesn't mean that's not what's to come. So we're actually in for a bumpy ride. I mean, um, the unemployment rate, like you said, it's not it's not the most the important thing because for those who were employed, they can't work now anyway. So it's not, you know, it wasn't the most important thing. But, you know, when you, you correlate uh, the corona, the coronavirus just correlates to everything. You know, the stock market, they, they've, they've stopped people. And you've, you guys have heard me say this throughout the call, but they've, they've stopped people from being able to short certain indices. Um, the the uh, Italian government, they came out and they said they will, they're stopping people from short, they've put a ban on shorting their markets for three months, three whole months. Okay, the French market have put a ban for 30 days to stop, stop short selling. So if that's not an indication to what's going on, I don't know what is. Okay, um, and approach, uh, you know, apart, apart from that, just to you know, keep you guys, give you guys the dessert now because I know it's been a juicy one. Um, when we're looking at self-employed businesses, it, it takes a level of risk to get what you want in life. And when you're able to be a successful business owner, you have to make sure that you're covering yourself uh, with with measures. You know, you, your sole income cannot just be the only the one business that you're into. And that's why we had Ruben on the call today. He's a man involved in many different businesses, but the one that we would find most most popular, most relevant. Um, would be the foreign exchange. Um, a lot of people don't quite understand how it works. Um, so we're actually going to bring um, a video onto our YouTube channel with Orban at his foreign exchange store um, so you guys can, can see a bit more as to how it works. Not so much a day in the life, but you can definitely gain some more insight into it. So look out for that on our YouTube channel at the Capital. Um, and by the way, Orban, that oil trade I gave you, I'm sure you're lit right now. I'm telling you, I'm, 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 if I could catch it right now, I would. <laughs> Where do you go from here? You, you, you gave me the drop at the right time and we've made a lot of money, so I think we should...